What is going on? It is June 8th, 2022. Lightning won last night. Series is tied. Uh, I'm pretty stoked about that. It was a fun game to watch. I mean, it was close. Like, 1-0 close. Patty Maroon got the goal. And then uh, Brandon Hagel got in a fight. And coming from the Blackhawks. I like the bagel. He's cool. Uh, in a previous episode, I talked about how I was like upset of him getting traded. I still am, but you know he's get to, he's good to do something. You know he's making a run with a team that wants to win, and uh, he's contributing. You know, rather it's point wise. I don't know how many points he has in the playoffs, but he's you know he got in a fight last night. It was funny. He got in a fight with a. No, on the Rangers, and the announcers were like, these are two guys that uh, you wouldn't expect to get into a scrap, like both low in penalty minutes and other things, so that's kind of funny. But, yeah, uh, they Kucherov scored, and then Stamco scored, make it 3-0. The Rangers scored at, like, three minutes left in the third, and then the Lightning held them off and then scored. Uh, Palat got an empty netter, make it 4-1. And secure that dub. Um, secure the win. I'm not going to say W. And, uh, yeah, now they get to go back to New York. And I'm hoping that means, I'm hoping, hoping that means the Lightning win in New York because there's only one more game at home for the Lightning. So you can't make it like a homestand, you know, to win it out. So hopefully win now. Hopefully win at home. The series stretches to seven games, so be it. But I'm hoping the Lightning do what they do best and close the series out. But we got plenty of waiting to go on that. Uh, tonight, currently, Warriors Celtics, they haven't started yet as I'm recording. Excited. Um, I don't know how much of it I'm going to watch, but I, uh, I'm pulling for Celtics, obviously. They're at Boston. It's the first game in Boston. Series is tied 1-1. You know, they just... Boston has to bring it. You have to play good basketball. Obviously, they didn't play the best basketball in Game 2 like they did in Game 1. You know, they were behind in Game 1, turned it on, and played a whole lot better. They have to do that for this whole game. You know, like, don't make it close. It's probably gonna be a close game anyway. The Warriors are a good team, but hopefully they play good basketball, get the assist numbers up. You know, don't play one on one ball and don't let the Warriors get easy threes. Cause that's always the just a downfall. That's a bad bad mix to play the Warriors and give them the give them the shots they want. That's a problem, I think, too, is the Warriors will get the shots they want. Just from the offense. You know, it's not what Clay had. What, his one big scoring out? Was it like 49 points or whatever? And he dribbled the ball like five times that whole outing or whatever it was, or the 24 points in a court, whichever, whichever uh, night he had over the years. You know, like they get open. Clay doesn't dribble. Like he dribbles if he drives. Obviously, but the dude just shoots. He just gets the ball. Get you know, it gets to him. Theoretically, Steph's the same way. He just ball handles a lot more. So, 
You know, the shots are there for the Warriors. They create them. And you just got to stay on the defense and don't do your best to not give them the looks. The looks will happen. Like, if we're just being honest, they will happen. But you either got to make it hard for them or don't let them be completely wide open. And on the Celtic side, make your shots. No four shot. You know, make sure they're open looks. Make sure they're good looks. If they're not open, make sure they're good looks. Draymond will bait you into bad shots. Clay will be all over you. It's Warriors are good both ways. I don't know. This is a good finals matchup. I really like this. This is really cool. I mean, yeah, the Warriors are back in it again, so we only got a what a two-year break from them being in the finals. So that's uh something that I can't say. I'm not gonna sit here and say like, oh my god, I'm happy the Warriors made the finals. No, but it's a good matchup. It really is. Um I'm just happy the Celtics made it more than anything. I just hope they have the ability to take down this team because it's you know it's still a dynasty team. They still made it to what one, two, three, four, five finals in a row. Six? Six finals in a row, right? Four against the Cavs. No, five, five, yeah. Yeah, four against the Cavs. And then with the Raptors. And they won three of them. Yeah, with KD, but... And then now they're making another one. So, I mean, it's not like... And the, and the guys are still there. The fact that, like, Clay, Draymond, and Steph are a part of that team still and making it still counts as that kind of quote-unquote dynasty, kind of like the Spurs were. Kind of like Michael Jordan and the Bulls after Michael Jordan came back. Kobe's Lakers team. Like I think, you know, technically Kobe was a part of that. There's a gap in there. I mean, a bigger gap than this, but, I mean, damn, shoot, it's making me wonder what happens next season already, which it's way too early to predict anything on that, but we'll see how it goes. Um, Other sports news, College World Series women's softball uh, kicks off tonight. Right now, uh, Oklahoma is in trouble with Texas. Last I looked, the bases were loaded, but it looks like they survived it, and Texas only put one run in. So good on Oklahoma's part, defense and pitching. Um, But that's cool. Championship games are always fun. Championship series are fun, as I said before. Oklahoma's a good team, so if Texas can survive, and they obviously have played each other. So it's a crazy matchup there. Uh, just knowing uh, what the pitchers have, what the offense has, what your team plays, how do you play them different this time around? How do you play them different after you've survived this whole tournament? So we'll see how that goes. Um, excited to see the results of that as a whole, not just tonight's game, but as a uh continues forward. Um and that's been it for sports headlines. I don't think there's anything else sports wise to talk about. Cooper Cup got an extension, three years, eighty million dollars. Awesome. Good for him. I feel like if if he didn't get extended, I feel like it'd be kind of a joke. You know, like with the 
not just the season the guy had. And before we like, I know he's talked about it. Or he's like, oh, well, we had the extra game. One extra game. It was one extra game. Right. Like it was 17 to 16. It wasn't like it was four extra games. You know, it was it was one more week. He did the numbers he did, but he had good numbers before the week 17 game. So I don't know, like, yes, he put any, any, I believe he added more to that on week 17. Actually, I'm going to bring that. I wasn't going to do a big dive into this, but now I'm, since we're talking about it, I might as well make sure uh, we're accurate on uh, some stats. 2021. Okay, this is not what working as I thought it would. Never mind. Because I can't get to the page I want to get to right now. The 145 reception, 1900 yards, 16 touchdowns. I was hoping for a game breakdown, but I'm not. I'm not getting to it right now. Either way. Either way, he deserves a pay increase. Like, yes, it was one extra game, but, you know, if you take away, you know, chop some of those numbers down, it's still a hell of a season. You know, almost 2,000 passing yards or receiving yards. Like, okay, 16 touchdowns, 145 receptions. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. this is where I want to say, like, like, don't downplay the fact that they played one extra game. He played 16 games. He started 14 of them in 19. He had 94 receptions and 1,100 yards with 10 touchdowns. 2020, he had 15 plays, 12 starts, had 92. So two less receptions than the year prior and 974 yards. So right there, he's only missing, what, almost 200 yards? Off or almost 300. Well, I mean, it's less than that, it's less than 1200. So, I mean, and it's at 974. So, yeah, like, why, like, why are we downplaying this? That he got 145 receptions off of that. I mean, just like a quick number check that's like it's eight and a half receptions a game out of the 17. So, if you subtract. One of those, he still has, you know, you take the average away, he still has 137, 136 receptions. Like, that's not downplay those numbers. Like, you had a hell of a season, dude. Like, regardless, do you deserve to get paid? Yes, because you're the best receiver on that team. You know, that, and you made the biggest plays for that Super Bowl run. <laughs> you know, the catches against Tampa, the, Catches in the Super Bowl, like you did so much for that team that else, yeah. Take the money, take take all the money, you deserve it. But down downplay yourself, stay humble. I guess is the way to put it. I don't know. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying like I just remember a lot of people, him even saying like, oh well, we played one more game, and yes, and I get that. Like any records that he was coming close to in 16 games. Oh. Uh, doesn't count, right? He had to break the... If he hit the same number for the records at 16 games and then added on to it, it'd be 
even better. But there hasn't been anyone close to touching these things lately. And honestly, a lot of receivers have just been getting hurt and missing seasons. So for him to be mostly healthy, right, and then to play like this season, awesome. Because a lot of the other guys you think who could break records have, like I said, they've been hurt or missed time. So that helps. Um, what else do we have going on today? Now I think that's everything on sports. Uh, Entertainment-wise, something I'm excited about, the Terminal List uh, is dropping on Amazon Prime. It's a b- based on a book by Jack Carr. I read the book. I really like the book. It's fun. Action thriller-esque. I guess that's what it is, an action thriller, technically. It was a fun read. I mean, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, Before I read the book, I watched some videos on YouTube with interviews and whatnot with Jack Harris, and I, I enjoyed him, so maybe there's a little like fan bias because I thought he was really cool and seemed like a cool guy. And... uh whatnot, you know, listen to him. So there might be like some bias there going into the book, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't read a whole lot of books, um, but it's enough where I bought like every book in the series. But again, I don't read a lot of books. So I'm finally reading the second book. You know, I've had it for a year plus now or whatever. When I bought Terminal List last year, I believe. So... Catching up on the whole series for uh, James Reese now, but I'm enjoying the second book, and I'm excited for the series. I, judging by the trailer, there's some parts like I recognize them from the book. There's some parts that I saw in the trailer that weren't exactly how I envisioned scenes in the book, but. I'm okay with that. I understand that. Um, you know, nothing can be exact. And and Jack Carr worked on the series. I believe he was there on multiple shoots um, from his Instagram. I saw a lot. I don't know if the Terminal List series had Instagram, but I, Chris Pratt's Instagram page, I think, had some shots from it and mentioned Jack Carr, but then Jack Carr was there. So Carr was on set at times. Um, during the film, and I don't know if he was there for the whole thing, but I think at portions of it he was. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I hope it's a fun watch. comes out July 1st. I'm excited. I hope it does good to where we get more, especially if I read the rest of these books, which I plan on it. I plan on reading through book two, True Believer, and then getting through three, four, and five recently released in May. I have that one as well. And, uh, you know, just go on this adventure of this character and hope that this series can uh, do that. You know, like I said, so far I'm enjoying the adventure. And I I think as far as the show continuing, I hope it does that. Um, Something I want to get into, and I think on Friday for weekly ads, where you get into like the adaptations of say like video games into movies and other TV series that you know are originals and how 
they end up good where all these famed ideas end up not becoming good series or failed attempts or how they're adapted. So that's something I want to talk about, but I want someone to have a conversation with me on it. I don't want to just voice my own opinions on it. But I will say for this, as far as books go, you know, the Harry Potter series is one where I read one of the books, The Half-Blooded Prince, saw the movie, and was disappointed. Um, my, my biggest gripe, you know, spoiler, non-spoilers, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on non-spoilers, even though the movie's been out for a decade plus now. Um, you know, it was the ending. Like the ending sequence in the book, so much more happens in the ending sequence that I was really hoping for more of those scenes. And then I do believe there is more interactions between like Snape and Harry in the book that I would have been looking forward to. I mean, it's been a while since I read. I just know the biggest part for me was the ending because I thought the book's ending and all the individual, like, you know, they kind of go in, attack, do their thing and leave. And then in the book, like, they do engage the teachers at the school and some of the other people at the school and all of that. So, you know, that was kind of a little, like, I was let down by that because I was so excited to see that sequence. But, you know, I understand it, right? You can't do it name for name name for name, word for word off of a book and fit every single detail in, fit everything in, still have it make sense, still have it be doable on a budget, right? There's not a budget in a book, assumingly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you can write it all out, send it in, and then, you know, get refined, and whatnot, but, you know, making a movie, especially when a majority of it, or, you know, yeah, majority of it, I mean, guess what they what they do in the movie? You, there's practical effects you could do, but at that stage in time in the series, a lot of it was, you know, special effects CGI added onto it. Um, But, I mean, I don't know, I feel like we got a decent amount of stuff in the final part one, two of the series to really... Like, that was worth it. I, I, I still wish part two had more in it, like more fighting between the wizards or whatnot. I guess to see the death scenes of some of the characters, not that I wanted to see him die, but, like, I don't know. It, it It's a lot better to see an on-screen death than just to be like, oh, this character died. It's like, what? To just, like, find out about it, especially if you're, like, not a book reader. You know what I mean? It's like people watching the series are like, oh, they just died? Like... You know, like, did they put up a fight? Did they not put up a fight? Was it a surprise? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's those things where, like, oh, I kind of, not not to say, like, I would like to see it, but it feels a bit more impactful than seeing, like, their bodies just laying in the room, you know? But that's a different tangent. Anywho, going back to Terminal List, yeah, I'm excited for it. I hope. This, I hope the scenes that I liked in the book 
are incorporated into the series. You know, like they're not changed too much. All the tidbits and pieces of it. You know, there's some there's some scenes like in between all the big events where if they change those up, I wouldn't be too worried. Like I won't I won't judge it that much. It's more the bigger scenes. I think the bigger, more impactful scenes are in the book. I hope those are in the show adapted well. You know, no steps are forgotten about or missed or whatever may go into it, you know. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Uh, today also the Black Adam trailer from DC dropped. Um, you know, I think news wise, I knew which characters would be in it because they basically flat out announced that multiple times, and then like the pops were announced. So character wise, like we already knew which characters would be in. I don't think they released one for a villain, unless I missed it. But watching the trailer though. It was interesting. I have no clue what to uh, the world that exists in it, I guess is the way to say it. It looks, uh, I don't even know if it's, it, I think it is, might actually be supposed to take place on a different earth. Like it's not like where the Justice League took place. I think that's the point of it though. I think that is the point, right? Oh. Uh, I don't know. It looks good. You know, as much as you can say, like with The Rock. I don't know. I'm more excited for like Pierce Bosman's Dr. Fate. You know, like Hawkman's in it. Like, okay. You know, like that. that's interesting character. Black Adam himself seems interesting, but I'm kind of like totally cool with Dr. Fate, especially uh, him and... Uh, Young Justice, you know, the way they used him in that multiple times was actually really cool, I think, and fun. And I uh, enjoyed the character in that. That's actually the first, my first run in with the character. I wasn't familiar with Dr. Fate before that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of cool with that rendition. And I think that's funny, too, is because there's two things about this movie. how are people going to react if they've seen Shazam? You know, like, are people going to be able to differentiate that well and be okay with it? Or is this going to confuse people who aren't familiar with the characters? That I don't know. I'm excited because it might, you know, ultimately we'll have a chance Shazam, Black Adam fight, hopefully. That'd be really cool. Um, But... You know, I'm also as interested to see how people react to Dr. Fate, being that he's a wizard and Dr. Strange. You know, we've gotten more of Dr. Strange lately, if you're into the superhero movies, right? Like, you know, obviously the same crowd that sees the Marvel movies are probably going to see Black Adam. But... You know that's it's a, it's an interesting take. I kind of I kind of can't wait to see what the internet thinks about it or people. You know, so we'll see how that goes. But it looks good. It does look good. It looks good. Like look wise from the trailer, it looks good. Plot and everything else. 
we'll wait and see <laughs> when the movie comes out. Um, any other things? Is oh, Le Mans is this weekend the twenty four hour race? Uh, to watch it, I gotta get Motor Trend Plus. I'll pay five dollars to watch it this week. I'm probably not gonna watch anything else on Motor Trend Plus, but it makes me a little sad that I can't watch it. Just turn on like any of it. I'm sure there might be. I doubt there's a YouTube feed, but I kind of hope someone can put it on YouTube for the weekend. I might watch a little bit of it. You know, I feel like the first part of the race is probably the beginning of it. Jump in the cars. I don't know if they still jump in the cars though. I think like they used to do, but get in the cars, go, and then obviously in the fields tight. And then all the classes start breaking apart throughout, obviously, in the laps, you know, the Le Mans prototypes or are they even prototypes though when it's actually the Le Mans race? I don't know. Either way, there's a lot of good drivers in it. Cool cars. I hope someone wins it. Obviously, someone will. And, uh, yeah, or I'll just watch the highlights or something next week. Hopefully, they're up. Um,. But it, that goes into something that happened today. I was listening to Speed Street with Connor Daly and Joey Milano, and uh, they they talked about how the fi- like the five hundred last year in Indy they didn't have a blackout on it, a TV blackout, not T shirt blackout, and you could watch in your home, like you could turn it on and watch it. This year, like if 500 is passed, the blackout was in effect. Um, and then they were talking about the numbers, and I guess the numbers actually were down. So even though the race was nearly sold out, and I think, like, I don't know what the percentile is, but there's a lot of fucking people there. I was there. <laughs> um, they still, they, they, they put that back in effect. And I guess the argument comes to this is like, why? And, you know, not to take the words from them, go listen to their podcast if you're interested. But, you know, whoever's going to go to the 500 is going to go. Rather it's your first time, rather it's your 5th, 10th, 40th, whatever the case may be, once you go, you know, like, I'm addicted to it and I'm going every year. I don't think I ever want to not go to it. Because there's something about it. You know? Like, this last year's, the memories are going to be there until until the next one. And then, you know, then they'll overlap again with, you know, like trying to remember 18 and 19s is tough, but 2021s and 22s are really fresh in my brain, and soon 2023s will be, and so forth. But, you know, we're going to go to it no matter what. And the people who aren't going to go to it, or maybe they have gone and they can't go because they didn't buy tickets in time, or they just for whatever reason can't go, or maybe they, you know, whatever that thing may be, too old to go, not well, 
kids, this, that, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. They're from the city. Like, it's a part of the city. You're in the city and you can't watch it. That's wild to me. And I feel like it only hurts the event. And, you know, their their point, and again, this is their point. Every single bar, restaurant in the city could have that on. Every home would have it on. So viewing numbers, I know you're not every home would have it on. For every bar and restaurant, easy turnout, right? The Indy 500, the race happening in Indianapolis. The biggest single sworn event. And spectacle racing that happens in the city every year would be on every TV and, you know, every public TV. And then anyone at home who's willing to watch it can turn it on. Partying outside or not. So that's tough. That's tough. As a fan, that's tough. Especially when, like, you want the sport to strive and it can strive. You know, that's a that's a tough one. I hope, I don't know, I feel like, because you can't fit a million people into that place. We could try it, but it's not going to work. So why not let the city enjoy the race? Because we make such a big deal out of it. You know, I was there for three weekends, two weeks, I basically showed up a day after everybody else, like the teams did. I think well, I think some teams started showing up like Monday or Tuesday. I showed up Thursday. Obviously, they were there Thursday, but I think some guys were there Wednesday. Regardless, so like I was down there in the city, and then up until that point seeing stories on Instagram from the drivers, like the events, uh, putting the decal up on the buildings, the steins. Like there's so like the city puts so much love in this event that it should be available for everyone in the city to enjoy if you can't go to the race. You know, if you're interested and you got to turn it on, you got TV blackout, what the hell's the point? That's that's a little far, I think. And, you know, because if you're black. Blackout somewhere, blackout somewhere else, but not the city that's hosting the event. You know, that we just hyped it up for obviously the whole month, right? So, I don't know. That's something I don't hope to improve on. Uh, IndyCar race this Sunday, Road America. Tune in. And I think that's that's all I have for today. That's my rant for the night. There's some additional news that's there. Some entertainment news. Um, I'm hoping to... Yeah, I'm hoping to finish those books up and uh, tell you guys about those, maybe? I don't know. But, uh... Fun Sports Week. Fun Sports Week and... Good entertainment stuff coming out and... Yeah, I think that's all I got for today, guys. So thank you for tuning in and listening, and I'll see you next time.